What exactly is church? And what are we supposed to be doing? And is it important for Christians to be regular attenders at a church? Today, why is church important? Hi, this is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. The vast majority of the epistles that were written in the New Testament deal with issues that take place in church. In fact, they're written to churches. There are a couple of letters that are written to individuals, but still can cover issues that, that take place in church, but the letters are written to churches. So today, five things the Bible tells us about the church. I think the best place for us to start is that the church is the bride of Christ. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 5, 25 and 27. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy without blemish. Jesus works within us, his bride, that we might be able to be ready for him on that day when the marriage supper of the lamb will take place. Listen to what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 11.2. For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So the church today has been betrothed to Christ and there will be a marriage supper of the lamb. Think about a way that someone who is engaged loves their fiance and Christ has that love for the church. And then we'll have the marriage supper of the lamb, which we're told about in Revelation 19, seven through nine. It says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her, it was granted to be arrayed with fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true sayings of God. What an amazing thing that as a church, that we are an organization that has been established by him and that we are his bride. The second thing the Bible tells us about the church is that it was established by Jesus. And we see a few things in this passage out of Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. Let me read it. We'll come back and we'll cover some other points out of this text. It says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Well, this starts off with Jesus having a conversation with Peter. And he says, you are Peter. This is the name. Peter's name was changed from Simon to Peter. It means rock. It doesn't mean pebble. It just means rock. And Jesus says, you are Peter. And on this rock, and he uses the word Petros, which is a large outcropping of rocks. And there at Caesarea Philippi, where there is a large outcropping. Jesus is saying, you are Peter, and he is going to be part of the foundation of the church, as we're going to see in a moment, but that he is going to build his church on the rock, and the rock is Jesus Christ. 
The church has been built on him and he's the one who established it. The only organization in the world that ever really was established by Jesus is the church. We can get caught up in denominationalism. The Bible tells us that that is carnal to be more in love with the denomination than we are with Jesus. It really ought to be about Jesus and denominations help us in our relationship with Christ. Now, Jesus goes on to tell us a few more things about the church. The third thing that we want to look at is that we are guaranteed success. And this should not surprise us. If Jesus is the one who founded the church, if we are his bride, if we are filled with the spirit, then we are going to be successful in what we do. Jesus said in that passage I read in Matthew 16, 18 through 19, and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. This means that we as a church are going to charge the gates of hell and that God is going to use us to be able to rescue people for eternity. And as long as we give the gospel, as long as we are doing the work that God's called us to do, then we are going to be successful. People are going to get saved. It doesn't mean everyone that we give the gospel to is going to get saved, but it does mean that people are going to receive Christ and that we are going to be effective. What a powerful thing because the church is full of people and people are messy and people have problems and people need to repent and people do things that are wrong but God is able to come in around all of that and use the church to do some absolutely amazing things and we are going to be victorious that's why we keep our nose to the grindstone and do the things that God has called us to do the fourth thing the Bible tells us about church is what the actual word for church means we can easily think that it means assembly. It's ekklesia in the Greek. We can easily think it means assembly. It's the same thing as a synagogue in the Old Testament, but that's not true. The ekklesia was like a city council. It was a group of people that were called out from the city, brought together to do a certain work and given authority. They had the authority to be able to go to war. They had the authority to be able to nominate people who would be leaders in their hometown. They had power and authority. Jesus said to us as the church, behold, I give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means hurt you. We are a called out people that have been given authority. And that's why he says, I have given you the keys to the kingdom. Keys in the Bible are a type of authority, but literally we know how to let people into heaven. We give them the gospel that Jesus died on the cross for our sins as foretold by the scripture and rose again on the third day as foretold by the scriptures. And if you believe in him, trust him with your life, then you will be given eternity. And the church has been given those keys. When someone who doesn't know Christ says, pray for me, I say, I could do one better. I've got the keys, I could let you in. Remember too, that we were told, whatever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. The idea really is that what we bind on earth has already been bound in heaven and what we loose on earth has already been loosed in heaven. That is, we're doing the work that God's called us to do because the authority that we have has been given to us by him. The fifth thing the Bible tells us about the church is that it is an interaction where we are supposed to love one another. In fact, Jesus said, the world will know that you are my disciples when you love one another. 
they see us and when they see us really loving each other being the kind of people that we are supposed to be interacting even though there are mistakes that are made even though there are offenses that take place if we are tender kind and forgiving then god uses us to let the world know that jesus christ is real and true may we endeavor to be a part of that church so we can do the work that God's called us to do, so we can genuinely love one another so that people can come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and find eternity. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.